kink and BDSM. Is it what you think? I know that rhyme is kind of silly, but it was unintentional and I'm just going with it. So, to quote Midori, BDSM is childhood play with adult sexual privilege and cool toys. To quote Foucault, kink is inventing new sensations of pleasure using parts of the body. Bondage discipline, sadomasochism, dominance submission, in general, kink is an umbrella term for a constellation of sexual identities. You can find a list linked in the reading. But typically, kink or BDSM involves some sort of power exchange, roleplay, sadomasochism, cross-dressing, and or many other fetishes. And fetish isn't a bad word, y'all. Open your brains. It's important to note that not all kink is about sex. It's about self-expression, playfulness, and community. In kink or BDSM, boundaries are hot. Power dynamics are a two- three, four, etc. party game. Power is a property that can be exchanged. People in these communities come from all walks of life and you can practice kink alone or with others. And most importantly of all, this play is about trust, communication, integrity, freedom, expression, consent, and love. Who is Chelsea? Chelsea, they, them, or Zizem is an Afro-Latinx, autistic, pansexual, polyamorous, non-binary writer, sexuality educator, and intimacy coordinator. As a trauma-informed sex educator, they teach topics focused on sexual communication, BDSM and kink, alternative relationship styles, intimacy, and media literacy using a justice-minded and intersectional framework. And now for my interview with Chelsea. What does kink mean for you? For me, it it means one thing sort of academically and one thing personally. As far as what my definition of kink is, it's essentially any um, erotic or even artistic um, activity that deviates from what the accepted norm for either sexuality or just eroticism or self-expression. So that's my very vague, broad definition of it. And for me specifically, it's often art, it's education, it's self-expression, and it's also disability justice in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And then would you say that in general, like kink is fairly subjective and something that one person defines as kink, another person might have a different take on it? Yeah, definitely. Um, and that's why I keep my definition so broad is because it really is different things to different people. To a lot of people in like the kink community, it's an identity. It's um, a set of behaviors that differentiates themselves and that that they define themselves with versus for other folks it's just um just sort of an addition to their life it's not something that they uh attach to their identity at all but just something that they that they engage in that they enjoy what would you say a common misconception about the community is i think the common misconception about the kink in the bdsm community uh first and foremost is that it's like 50 shades of gray that it's um aggressive and that it's all Um, tied to expressions of trauma or that essentially that it's not the organized consent-based negotiation-based care-based practice that it is. Um, I think a lot of people just don't understand how much care and dedication and empathy goes into the kink community. 
Right. And I mean, arguably that's first and foremost what the King community is, is that is the pillar of it all. I remember when I was first kind of opening my world with it. Um, and there was, we were given a list of all these things that were considered kink and there was like fellatio activities. And I was like, oh, I never even would have considered that. But I guess that kind of goes back yeah. to the like subjective experience that the kink community allows people to enjoy, right? Yeah, exactly. And it goes back to that anything that deviates from the accepted norm. So what's accepted and normal for um, one group within society is very different for another group. So, um, and also different based on your religion, based on your where you're living specifically, based on culture. So activities that we might not think of as kinky in other places could be considered incredibly kinky. How has your involvement with the kink community helped you learn more about yourself? So it has in a lot of ways. I mean, first and foremost, I came to kink because I was really attracted to just those core values, the negotiation, the consent, just being able to understand exactly what my limits were, what my boundaries were, you know, especially as I'm an autistic person. So understanding how I feel about certain things, my limits, my boundaries, and how to communicate them was a skill that did not come naturally to me. I didn't understand the subtext of romantic and sexual relationships right away. Kink community really gave me a framework to um, just somewhere to start to understand what those limits and what those boundaries and what those things that I enjoy were. It taught me a lot about how to how to protect myself. Um, and a big part of that, I, I do shibari, I do, it's Japanese rope bondage. Um, and a big part of learning rope was learning which parts of my body need more care than others, learning where, just what my anatomy was and how to how to keep it safe in certain situations. And I think that gave me a, uh, more of a love for my body. It makes a lot of sense in terms of interacting with your body in new ways. You're going to learn new things about your body and how you need to take care of your body. How would you say that learning more about yourself has been able to cultivate more joy and pleasure in your life through practicing kink or BDSM? On a basic level, having this understanding of, of what I want and what I need and what my body wants and what my body needs um, really just creates this, this liberating feeling. It's a sense of freedom, right? Um, so I just think of it as an explorative freeing practice where now I can go into new experiences with an understanding of myself. And so that way I'm not giving more of myself than I can give. I'm not giving less of myself. I'm not, I'm giving exactly what I know is right for me, whether that is, you know, physically, mentally, emotionally, energetically, whatever that might be. And so it just makes everything just more enjoyable. Knowledge is power. And just having these different um, options led to you to be able to tune into yourself and like express yourself. And I know that kink can in BDSM can be sexual and it also doesn't have to be right yeah exactly this kind of ties into my next question about if someone had some curiosities about how they wanted to get involved in this community but they just didn't know where to begin um, what tips would you have for someone who just has, doesn't have any idea but is like has the tinge of curiosity my first um, advice would just be to start with yourself um, to introduce what you do know about kink into solo play. So you can have an understanding of, on a very basic level, how your body reacts to certain things, what your 
interested in and what you're not, even if that just means exploring it in fantasy, just maybe finding um, like a yes, no, maybe list of kinky activities, looking through it and thinking about, okay, let me think of myself in this situation. What is my, my body's first reaction? Am I cringing? Am I happy? Am I excited? And really coming up with um, just a baseline as far as what your boundaries are and also what you're excited about. And then going out and I caution the internet, but it, it is honestly a great place. There's a lot of educators on Instagram. Go to educational platforms first and in books to figure out what those what the safety needs and um, what that exploration is. And then I think from there, it kind of opens up a world of uh, kinky people and play partners and people really knowledgeable um, in the community. So I think starting with getting to know yourself and understanding what you're looking for is important. What types of top books or um, accounts to follow do you recommend? Account, I believe it's The Kink Educator. She's an incredible sexuality educator who um, answers questions and gives advice. Also, The Kink Therapist on Instagram. Both these are Instagram accounts. Is an incredible account to follow, just talking about kinky things. Um, if you're not monogamous, there are also accounts like Bear and Fifi, who are both a polyamorous educator that's talk about kink as well. And that'll unleash um, a whole string of incredible sexuality educators that speak about kink. And then books, uh, Playing Well with Others, which is by, I believe, uh, it's definitely by Melina Williams-Haas. And there's a co-writer that I'm forgetting the name of right now. Um, but that's an incredible overview of kink in terms of yourself, but also in terms of uh, what a play party is, defining certain terms. And then there's the new topping and the new bottom modeling book, which again, about different dominant submissive um, just roles and activities. What would be the best way to start um, what, if you want to start interacting with others? If you're uh, adventurous in, in some ways and comfortable with social media, comfortable with and I, I say comfortable social media and in the terms of comfortable with vetting folks and, and getting people's vibe and energy off social media, because obviously there's a danger to that. But there are apps um, and websites like FetLife and um, even Tinder is at this point just uh, an app for non-monogamous and kinky people. I feel like to find them each other. Um, apps like Field as well are specific to people in the kink community. Um, those are great ways. Um, if you find... On FetLife, you can look up uh, events, and some of those events are called munches, or gatherings of kinky people in a non-kink environment. So it might be like a safer space to just meet other kinky people without being thrown into a play party. Uh, and that's where you can meet more folks. In terms of talking to your partner about it, um, I think it, it really depends on the dynamic between you and your partner. But a big thing is just making check-ins uh, before and after sex and conversations about sex a regular practice mm -hmm. in general if you're really nervous about it just talking about what you already do and, and getting input about that mm -hmm. and then slowly saying okay well what if we did this what if we tried this situation um, and just gaining comfort through just having more and more conversation I think there's so many parts about this kink and BDSM lifestyle that people don't even fully understand the like little intricacies and how like little pieces you can take to expand your life or expand your pleasure, expand your joy or happiness or interaction with other people. It's a shame. And I think that, you know, even when I start bringing up to people that don't know anything about it or just, you know, know about whatever pop culture has 
defined it as, it brings up so much discomfort in people who don't take the time to get to know all the wonderful parts about this community, leading with the fact that it is about communication and respect. There's no scary power dynamics that the whole goal is to make you feel comfortable, right? And I wonder if just just thinking about last thoughts about like how people talk about this with other people and how people get other people to expand their brains in a comfortable way. Do you have any tips for for that or any thoughts on that? I mean, as far as just like, like you said, getting people to expand their thoughts, I really do think that it is about normalizing conversations about sex and eroticism and about need. Because, I mean, obviously kink isn't just a sexual or even an erotic thing for some folks, but thinking about it as, you know, ways people get their needs met, people have a fundamental, I think, need to be, to have communication and to, um, to have fantasy, to have uh, pleasure, whether that be sexual or otherwise, to have connection in a way that works for them specifically. And we're not, we don't all connect the same way. And also care. I mean, aftercare is such an important part of kink. And so to feel like you can express what you want and to feel like that will be heard and listened to and that that, you know, consent-based process will be maintained throughout. And then afterwards, you can look forward to being cared for and being reassured. Just that process, I don't think anyone can say no to. And then when you say, okay, well, I just described BDSM to you. We've opened up just like having the conversation from a different angle than what pop culture brings you to, if that makes sense. Oh, I love that so much. Did something you learned today ignite you? You can learn more from Chels by hiring them for individual sex or kink coaching or intimacy coordinating for any project that you might be dreaming up or have in the works. I linked their website where you can connect with them more, and I also linked their Instagram. Also linked in the reading are the numerous Instagram accounts and books that Chels recommends us all considering when wanting to dive into this way of life, and I encourage you to explore yourself.